Scott here. Today on uh, Capitol Hill Landscaping with Scotty, I'm joined by a very special guest. Uh, everyone, please clap your hands and welcome. Well, you can't really clap your hands because this is a pre-recorded audio session, but uh, please welcome special guest Michael Lind, chair of the Polk County Democrats. Hi, Scott. Good to be here. Thanks for the invite. So um, on our on our previous phone calls discussion and uh, us you know, setting up the mini, you talked to me at length of uh, regenerative farming and how it was a subject that was of great interest to you. Do you want to elaborate for our audience what that specifically is? There's a little bit of a backstory to this, Scott. And so it all started with me watching a movie documentary. It's on Netflix now called Kiss the Ground. Mm. And um, it really opened my eyes to a hopeful view of the future of the world. Mm -hmm. And what it really specifically goes into is the amazing things that we can accomplish by really focusing on creating healthy soil in our agriculture. And so a couple things there. Um, there's a big movement across the country in converting traditional chemical herbicide, fungicide-based farming to natural systems that incorporate animals, cover crops, no-till, and mm. other things that really create healthy soils. When we have healthy soils, we have healthy plants, we have healthy animals, and we have healthy humans. And so there's a large movement underway now to towards regeneration. And regeneration is like a step, nothing against organic, nothing against sustainability, but regeneration really trumps both of those uh, with a bigger goal, which is regeneration of soil and soil health. That's an ongoing thing that just makes things better and better. It's not just sustaining and it's not just organic. It could be both of those, but it's more than that. And so when the opportunity to came, came up to me to be considering a larger role in local politics, it's the background of that regenerative soil movement that got me motivated to engage more fully on a local level. And I got myself elected to be chair of the mm -hmm. Polk County Democrats. It's pretty fascinating backstory, if I must say. If you haven't seen the movie, you guys have got to see the movie, Kiss the Ground. Hmm. It is an incredible, incredibly inspiring film. Woody Harrelson's the narrator. Oh. Yeah, and it's just uh, some of the things that they cover in there are just really shocking, and some of them are shocking in a good way, and some of them are shocking in a bad way. It's horrible to see what we've done to our soils with the post-war integration of mm. chemicals, fung fungicides, and herbicides into our agriculture. By post-war, by, by post do you mean, like, say, right after World War II, during the Truman administration? Right after World War II, they needed to find a use for all of these poisons that were used during the war, mm. and they decided that a good way to use all those poisons would be to kill weeds and plants in the ground and and they've also killed the soil oh and so a lot of uh, detrimental effects of all of that we need to make changes mm -hmm. being in an agriculture rich state like oregon there's lots of opportunity to do so 
and there are quite a few farmers that are switching. So it's exciting to see. We need it. And Scott, there's one other thing behind all this for me. The more roots that we have living in the soil, the greater the carbon uptake. Mm. And so in the movie Kiss the Ground, they really go into, and it made a lot of sense to me, it is a way to mitigate the carbon that's in the atmosphere. So A, we have to stop putting as much carbon in the atmosphere with renewable energy and such, but there's already too much of it there. Creating healthy soils will help us to draw down that carbon, carbon, create a healthy planet. So I guess you're talking about all the action taken. Has Is there new are aware or know of any kind of legislation that might be passed in the near future and regarding regenerative farming or? Really good question, Scott. Um, one of the major targets for this year is the U.S. Farm Bill. Mm. It's a bill that comes out, I think it's every two or four years. It's a massive amount of funding in subsidies to farmers, mm-hmm. something to the tune of like $800 billion. Wow. It's a big one. And so... Um, there's an organization called Regenerate America, and they have now over 10,000 people involved uh, supporting farmers and trying to influence legislators to make sure that the U.S. Farm Bill has components in it that help farmers transition from the old chemical base to the much healthier regenerative agriculture base. Mm-hmm. And so. There's strong efforts, and that's one really exciting area that could affect and help a lot of farmers to do the transition, the U.S. Farm Bill. So it's kind of coming up later. Um, uh, it'll be voted on this year. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so Regenerate America has uh, had several representatives speaking to the Congressional Committee on Agriculture. Mm-hmm. And some of those are on YouTube, and they're just fantastic to watch. It's amazing. Mm. Highly recommend doing a little YouTube search for agriculture, U.S. House of Representatives, regenerative practices. Locally, in Oregon, there mm-hmm. are several bills that are coming up that, in, that include components of that. The um, natural... Environmental Solutions Bill, Mm -hmm. which has a lot of support written by Senator Michael Dembro and others. That's current legislation. It's going to be voted on this year. It's coming up uh, to committee, and it has a lot of really good components to it. Mm. Uh, All uh, volunteer-based for those that want to have help in managing either timber, agriculture, or uh, marshlands, uh, help with access to funding, understanding what they can do, what they, what they should do. Um, another bill that's coming up is the Healthy Soils Bill. Mm. We've really got an eye on that. The Polk County Democrats are going to be looking at that legislation to determine if we as a county want to endorse that bill. I think we probably will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oregon, ORCAN has been involved heavily in um, making sure that a lot of stakeholders had input into it. And uh, I think it's going to be something that's really going to, again, help farmers. Scott, just for color here, a lot of the costs in farming Mm -hmm. 
from my understanding, come from the increased costs in the chemical fertilizers, herbicides, and fungicides. Farmers that are successful in mitigating and going away from those practices just flat out save a lot of money. Hmm. If the soil is made healthy in that process, they get higher yields. Hmm. And so there's uh it's a way to help farmers too but it helps everybody plants animals and people society in general and it reduces the amount of carbon in the atmosphere Hmm. the world in general Mm -hmm. yeah so one of the reasons that i took this role to be able to promote things that matter to me i guess side question you said what, what is the process of becoming a chair of a certain party? And I guess to follow up that question, like how do you, how do you think we can get more people locally involved? Because I've noticed over, you know, major voting trends that uh, kind of people are most disinterested in the local politics, like even a simple like mayor, mayor, can't spell or speak, uh, mayoral, mayoral, mayoral election probably has like at best 20, 30% turnout? So good question. Um, uh, My interest when I moved to Oregon was to get involved locally. It's just part of my DNA. Mm -hmm. Uh, It matters. You know, I think that uh, if I have a little bit of extra time and I did, I wanted to contribute it in a meaningful way. Elections do matter. And what's decided from those makes a difference to all of us. And so uh, early on in moving to Oregon, I became what was called a neighborhood leader coordinator. Mm -hmm. And so a neighborhood leader coordinator is a volunteer position. And that is the responsibility is to coordinate different neighborhood leaders, folks that are assigned turfs of voters to remind them simply to vote. And so with the Democratic Party, we have neighborhood leader, neighborhood leaders who remind their their neighbors in their uh, turfs who are registered Democrats to get out and vote. Hmm. And so I did that for a couple of election cycles. Met a lot of people. We had some wins in that in those cycles, and uh, were able to get out more voters just by calling them, knocking on doors, reminding them to actually vote and why it mattered and to make sure they had a plan for it and that they knew how to. So all of the above. But then um, I was asked if I would consider being chair because the old chair's term was coming up. Mm -hmm. And so I agreed to be nominated and then it went to a vote of the Democrats that are involved locally. And I won in that vote. Hmm. It wasn't very hard to do because I was the only one running for that position. (laughs) Which tells you something about the role itself. But uh, I'm taking it on fully and it matters and it's an important role. And a lot of good work can be done and has been done in the past by individuals in that role. It's leading the Democrats in Polk County. So it wasn't hard to get elected. Because you were the only one running. Yep. It is a lot of work. And so that part is hard. Mm. 
in terms of making changes and things that matter um, my personal philosophy in reaching out is that a lot of people care about stuff they care about things that affect them and not everybody's happy at times with the direction that things are going and so they want to do something about it mm-hmm and so what people generally don't like doing is like attending meetings for the sake of meetings. Mm. And so what I found that there, there's a, uh, folks that do like to come to meetings, love them. I'm not one of them. Uh, and then there's folks that also really like to just do stuff. And that could be anything from working in an event to knocking on doors mm-hmm. to sending texts to being on a committee and to help organize others. And so folks can take on really any kind of a role that they want to do. If somebody wants to do something, the important thing to me is what do they like to do? Mm. What's fun for them? And so honing in on what is fun for them, like for examples, um, there's a gal that we have, she likes project work, hmm. something that has a start and an end and a clear goal. And so she's great at project work. And whenever we need a project worked on, we can call her up and she's all about it. It fits what she wants to do. Everybody has something different. Some folks that are, for, for instance, working on our uh, platform and legislative affairs committee, mm-hmm. love analyzing legislation. They're readers, they go through, it's, it, it's inherent to their DNA, and so they've stepped in as volunteers to review legislation that's being proposed uh, to determine, you know, is it valid, is it good, is it something we should support, could we make any changes that would make the legislation better. Mm. So just finding people that have an interest in doing something in the community, and then really just figuring out what is it they like to do, and pairing that with a job at whatever level of commitment they want, i.e. it could be one hour a quarter. It could be one hour a week. And so what we're doing is we're starting to build a pretty good force on the ground here for getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. The way we met, Scott, yeah. which was that we I was uh, attending a, uh, Ron, the Senator Ron Wyden had an open house, mm-hmm. uh, actually, uh, what is it? a town hall meeting here at WOU about three or four weeks ago. And uh, we met, and I heard uh, several students talking to the senator in the open question part of the town hall, you know, about how could they get more involved in politics, you know? And so he had offered an internship to one of them, you know, come and, you know, intern in my office. I was like, wow. When I got up to ask my question, I wanted to make sure that folks knew that there are other opportunities right here in Polk County to get involved in politics at a very base level, mm-hmm. um, you know, as a student, as a volunteer, as a part-time, uh, you know, uh, uh, someone that wanted to volunteer on a part-time basis. And so one gentleman stepped up and said, hey, I'd like to know more about your organization. I want to get involved in politics, you know. And so we got him signed up on our email list, and he's the one that introduced me to you. Yeah. And so just kind of kind of cool and full circle. By the way, he also had his first volunteering uh, opportunity just this past Monday here at WOU. And uh, he was 
uh, manning the tables for the sign-in at Senator Jeff Merkley's uh, town hall here this Ooh. past Monday. And it was kind of cool. He knew a lot of people that were mm -hmm. like, whoa, what are you doing here? Uh, and he was just enjoying his first volunteer gig, meeting people and uh, helping the senator's staff basically uh, organize the uh, sign-ins there. Yeah. So it was kind of neat. He told, he told me he showed up there. He never, he never told me that... Uh... You know, he was manning the table, the sign-up table. <laughs> he went right. He full-on wow. stepped he, you know, both feet in, and he loved it, you know. Got mm -hmm. to meet the senator in person as they came in, you know, and him and his staff and other elected officials. And, you know, they, that's a U.S. senator. That's an important, powerful person. And to be able to meet them in person like that, close up, doesn't – don't, we don't get a lot of opportunities to do that. It's, it's a weird feeling being one degree of separation away from – six former U.S. presidents. It's a very kind of surreal feeling when you realize it, that, you know, Wyden, he's been in office since Reagan was president. I've got to appreciate both the senators that we have here. Mm. Um, I, I, Senator Merkley is uh, a man after my own heart. Mm -hmm. I, am, I feel so fortunate to have him as our senator with the types of things that he's doing, the things that are going to be helping and have been helping Oregonians for so long. His head's in the right place. He gets it. Uh, I couldn't be more confident in our senators, especially Merkley. He's just, he, he's great on so many issues, environment, jobs, energy. Um, and by great, I mean, we're aligned. <laughs> you know, I see things the way he sees them, and that's a really great thing. I wish there were more senators like him. We're very fortunate. All right. Um, do you have any, being chair and, you know, being, you're in Polk, you're right next to Marion County and stuff like that. I was curious, do you have any knowledge of the, well, new governor's plan to combat homelessness at all? Scott, I should have a better handle on that, but I really don't. Mm. What I do know is that I supported her, and I believe that she's best equipped to do something about it, and that mm. her and her staff will come up with a plan that moves the needle in the right direction. They're going to have to figure out what kind of budget they have to work with and then how to apply it. It is a complicated problem, and I'm not as close to it. Like what really matters to me is what happens here in Polk County. Mm -hmm. That's a statewide thing, but I think Tina Kotek is gonna do a great job on that issue. I do wanna point out a personal, uh, a personal viewpoint on that. Mm -hmm. um, at one point I saw a graph that showed the, what people thought wealthy people had. Mm -hmm. And so no one was actually even close to understanding the level of concentration of wealth in this country. Mm -hmm. There are a very few people that have a lot, lot of wealth. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's just, that's a problem in itself. It's uh, wealth disparity. And I saw an article the other day, 200 millionaires signing a petition, tax us more. We are not paying enough taxes. And when I look at, you know, my own tax rate versus what our last president paid in 
terms of percentages and even dollars, mm -hmm. it made no sense to me whatsoever. Mm. And so I really think there's an opportunity in a lot of ways. Uh, the rich people want to be taxed more. The super wealthy know that it would benefit all of society if they were. Mm. And so when you look at homelessness, I don't know how those two equate, but somehow there's a connection there. Mm -hmm. I guess kind of a pseudo follow-up, um, I guess kind of your own personal beliefs and opinion. What, what, is, what is the trajectory do you think our country is going down? Well, one is we're, we're in trouble over climate issues. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're, uh, we're seeing that more and more. But every year it seems to be getting worse and dramatically so. And so in terms of that trajectory, we sure better be doing things that focus on climate issues for one. And so with the Biden administration and the past Congress and Senate, a lot got done. The uh, Inflation Reduction Act has some of the biggest spending for environmental reasons and job creation and controlling medical costs of any legislation that's ever been passed. Mm -hmm. And so that was huge. The, um, the, there were several other major legislative victories from the computer chips to the infrastructure uh, upgrades. Those are things that we haven't even yet felt the impact of. The legislation's passed, the funding has been approved, and Oregon and the rest of the country are gonna feel it in a big way. And it's going to make a difference but we need to keep keep moving on it. Mm -hmm. Farm bill is the next opportunity. And so my concern with uh, where the country's going is that small minorities in certain parties are going to be able to dictate really more than they should be able to. Mm. Uh, we need better representation. We need young people to step up to understand the issues, it's gonna affect you guys way more than us older generation. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it's one of the reasons for this last election cycle and the results there. Mm. A lot of young people made it to the polls. It changed the outcome from what the expectations were. So you guys absolutely determine where this country's going and you just need to understand the issues at hand so that you can make good decisions. Mm -hmm. a lot of good decisions were made by the youth this last election cycle. Mm -hmm. And so that's something we need to keep moving. <laughs> Part of my reason for speaking with you today, Scott, mm -hmm. you know, you guys matter and you make a difference in a big way. I guess another going again on the, I guess more of a national question, I guess you're, I guess I'm, I'm curious just, Person to person, who's your pick for uh, 2024? I guess specifically for Dems, like, do you want to see Biden run for re-election or do you want to see someone with more youth or, like, potential? Like, I want, I want to know what you think about that. The short answer is yes. <laughs> Biden's done some incredible things already in his first two years. I don't know what's going to happen with the new Congress and the Republican control. It's definitely going to be, uh, 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 there are folks there that are just not workable that don't want to, uh, don't want really want to have a government. Uh, um, 
I don't have a pick. I don't know who's going to be running. Mm. You know, what I've seen is that uh, Democrats and the policies that they create really seem to impact regular folks in a better way than anything I've seen from the other side of the aisle. Mm. And we're about to see a lot of impact from just two years of Democratic control. Money in politics is out of control. And so there's another way that people's voices are not being heard. Um, when the Supreme Court allowed corporations to act as individuals and unlimited campaign funds available to people, uh, you know, that's not good for our democracy. Um, everybody should have a vote. Everybody's vote should be counted. We've got good systems to make sure that that happens. The lies that were shared uh, by the last administration are out of control mm. and um, have been proven over and over again to be not legitimate. And so people can vote. It does matter. I don't have a favorite and I don't know who's running yet. You know, to say that I would support Biden if he's the, the Democratic Party choice, absolutely, yes. Uh, but I'd like to see more women in politics. I'd like to see younger people in politics and would fully support that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Michael, I want to say uh, thank you so much for coming out here today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Scott, thanks for this opportunity. It's been wonderful. All right. If you're... I want to say uh, thank you all so much for listening. This has been a Capitol Hill Landscaping with Scotty, and I will see you next time.